The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Wednesday, September 21st, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news. Made possible when you shop through the Amazon links at buzzburbank.com. Police in Charlotte, North Carolina say the black man shot to death by officers yesterday afternoon was armed. The man's family says he wasn't. The protest that followed last night began peacefully but turned violent, leaving at least a dozen officers injured, mostly by flying rocks, despite the riot gear they wore. Fires were set and trucks were looted. The officers dispersed the crowd with tear gas. The daughter of 43-year-old Keith Lamont Scott said, The police just shot my daddy four times for being black. They tased him first, she says, and then shot him. The fatal shot was apparently fired by a black officer who's now on administrative leave. The mayor of Charlotte has asked for calm and promised an investigation, but the violence continued into this morning. At least seven protesters were injured, five were arrested. About 200 protesters gathered last night in Tulsa, demanding the firing of a white female officer who shot to death an unarmed black man in the back while he had his hands in the air. In UPI's daily nationwide tracking poll, Hillary Clinton has regained the lead over Donald Trump, but the race remains neck and neck. The trend, however mild, seems to be in Clinton's favor, creeping upward daily by fractions of a point at Trump's expense. Pollsters are guessing that voters were sympathetic with Clinton during and after her bout with pneumonia, which had her collapsing at a 9-11 event. Former President George H. Bush, the first one, the one many refer to as the good Bush, is not voting for his party's candidate in the upcoming election. The 92-year-old reportedly told a member of the Kennedy family and about 39 other people at a gathering he's voting for Clinton. Kathleen Harrington Kennedy Townsend, daughter of Robert F. Kennedy and former lieutenant governor of Maryland, has posted a photo of her and the senior Bush on her private Facebook page with the caption, The President Told Me He's Voting for Hillary. But H.W. might not be the only Bush voting for Clinton. His wife, former First Lady Barbara Bush, and their son George W. all campaigned for Jeb during the primary but skipped the Republican convention. They've all remained quiet since Donald Trump became their party's nominee. The family patriarch is apparently voting for Clinton. More than 10,000 refugees from Syria have come to the U.S. so far this year, people fleeing a vicious government, civil war, and ISIS. President Obama's moved to allow more refugees here next year. Hillary Clinton says she'd allow even more. Donald Trump wants to stop the influx in its tracks, fearing that some of the immigrants might be ISIS in disguise. Yesterday, Donald Trump Jr. launched a tweet heard round the world, quote, if I had a bowl of Skittles and told you just three would kill you, would you take a handful? Let's end, added Trump's son, the politically correct agenda that doesn't put America first. Trump's critics responded loudly, posting pictures of the horrific violence in Syria that's killed tens of thousands of people, not candy. And the Wrigley Company, which makes Skittles, reacted as well, saying, Skittles are candy, refugees are people. While the Trump family offered simple metaphors, Hillary Clinton met with her bipartisan team of national security advisors about the latest terror attacks on American soil. Seven of those advisors were former officials from the CIA, Homeland Security, the Pentagon, and the State Department, people with experience handling terrorist threats and attacks. While the media was not privy to the conference call, the Clinton campaign says she told her advisors, 
I have been with many of you in the Situation Room advising on operations to prevent terrorist attacks and bring terrorists to justice. Many, she said, have never been in the news. We know what it takes. The direction of America will be one of three topics faced by Clinton and Trump in that first debate Monday night. Securing America and achieving prosperity will be the other two. And while Donald Trump had already made it clear he's no fan of CNN's Anderson Cooper, who will host the second debate, it's not just Cooper. I have respect for Lester, said Trump. Lester's a professional, but we'll see what happens. By the way, added Trump, Lester is a Democrat. It's a phony system. They're all Democrats. Trump says all the moderators are Democrats, which doesn't seem likely in the case of Fox's Chris Wallace, who will run the third and final debate. Although Donald Trump has labeled Hillary Clinton as crooked, he's been called out for using a quarter million in charity dollars to settle lawsuits against his own for-profit businesses. The Washington Post says Trump used $258,000 from the Trump Foundation to settle suits against his casinos, hotels, and golf courses. That would be illegal, and the IRS could charge him with self-dealing and make him pay back the money plus penalties. And the Post found that Trump also used charity money to buy yet another portrait of himself. This one auctioned for charity at $10,000. That's half what he paid for a six-foot portrait a few years earlier. Trump's charity is under investigation by the New York State Attorney General and continuous scrutiny from the Washington Post. Trump's daughter Ivanka is now getting 24-7 Secret Service protection. No reason given for it. The Secret Service is only required to say who it's protecting, not why. Nothing requires the candidate to give a reason either. It's a surprising choice since it's sons Eric and Donald Jr. who make the most public appearances on behalf of their dad. The only clue might lie in the fact that earlier this month, the Secret Service announced it would be protecting the Clintons' daughter, Chelsea. Hillary Clinton never got the millennials she hoped to inherit from Bernie Sanders. Young voters just don't have the enthusiasm for Clinton they had for Sanders and likely never will. Donald Trump won't get them either. Neither candidate has much support from millennials, many of whom won't bother to have a say in our future seven weeks from now. A survey by Emerson College shows that only one in four millennial voters has enthusiasm for Clinton. Only one in ten have enthusiasm for Trump. Getting the attention of millennials has gotten harder for the candidates in the eight years it worked so well for the first Obama campaign. There are so many more social media platforms now than there were then. The most pressing job on both sides is getting millennials registered to vote, something both parties are doing. The Clinton campaign is focusing on her debt-free college plan co-designed by Bernie Sanders. The Trump campaign has not answered questions about what it's doing to reach out to young voters. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network. But now here's a way to really help this free daily newscast and get more entertainment for less money. Compared to Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime Video has three to four times as many streaming movies and it costs a dollar less per month. You can subscribe to Amazon Prime Video through my webpage on a monthly basis for just $8.99. Amazon Prime Video has thousands of TV shows, including award-winning original series. If you love movies, Amazon Prime Video is the one for you, and for a dollar a month less than Netflix or Hulu. And Prime Video is now available on a monthly basis at the lowest price in streaming. 
Subscribing to Amazon Prime Video or Amazon Prime, also available monthly, helps support this free daily newscast when you go through the links you'll find at buzzburbank.com. If all goes well, gasoline will again flow without leakage from Houston to New York today. The Colonial Pipeline ruptured nearly two weeks ago, spilling a third of a million gallons of gas and shutting down the northward flow. The result was high gas prices and gas shortages in a half dozen southern states, prompting states of emergency. Today, the company will direct the flow through a just-completed bypass pipe while it figures out what to do with the gasoline that filled the containment pond. 40% of the East Coast's gas is going back online today. That spill and other factors have delayed the arrival of cheaper winter-grade gas for the nation. Gas prices have ticked up nationally, just as they should have been going down. The company that makes EpiPen still has a target on its back, and the latest arrows come from the state of West Virginia, which is investigating Mylan on possible antitrust violations. The state's asked a court to make Mylan provide documents related to its price increase from $57 a pen nine years ago to now over $300 a pen. The New York State Attorney General is investigating as well, and the House Oversight Committee in Washington starts its hearing on the issue today, grilling Mylan executives. Mylan's CEO, who made $19 million last year, has relatives in government, one of whom pushed to force all school districts to stock EpiPens. Every year now, the planet gets warmer. The world average was up about a tenth of a degree this August, over what it was August of last year. That makes August 2016 the new warmest August in recorded history. The temperature's gone up more than one and a half degrees in the past year. Climatologists have predicted real trouble when it goes up two degrees or more. Ice in the Arctic this year is the same as it was in 2007, which was the second lowest amount of ice on record. The planet's temperature has gone up for 16 straight months now, the longest such streak in 137 years. London Bridge isn't falling down, but London's Parliament building is. It was built in the mid-1800s, and the country's ministers have been told that without a $5.5 billion renovation, chunks of the building will begin to fall away and or the old electrical wiring will start a catastrophic fire. At this point, even a flood could wash the building away. And then there's the asbestos. Construction pros say that if the Palace of Westminster weren't so historically important, they'd recommend tearing it down. The repair work would take six years, and British lawmakers would have to work somewhere else in the meantime. What millennial workers want is work they enjoy and chances for advancement. That, according to a Gallup poll study, also makes them a flight risk. 50% of millennials expect to be working for a different company a year from now, only half plan to stay with their current employer. Millennials, say the study, spend time researching new opportunities and what it's like to work for a given company. Gallup calls them consumers of workplaces, and it recommends employers understand what millennials want and offer everything within reason to keep the best and the brightest. The survey says attracting millennials is as easy as having a good reputation and a good social media presence. Being a United States senator is good work if you can get it. It pays $174,000 a year, and that's not counting the gym, the health insurance, and the other perks. And it's not counting the book deals. Eleven senators have been signing book deals, splitting $2 million in advance payments and royalties. Massachusetts Democrat Elizabeth Warren's raked in $625,000 for at least one of her two books. 
Texas Republican Ted Cruz got the second most. He got 476000 from Harper Collins for his 2015 book. The 11 book-selling senators are pretty equally dividing the money, six Democrats and five Republicans. The list also includes Kentucky's Rand Paul, Florida's Marco Rubio, New Jersey's Cory Booker, Utah Republican Mike Lee, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Still collecting on past books are Senators John McCain of Arizona, California's Barbara Boxer, New York's Kirsten Gillibrand, and Missouri's Claire McCaskill. As reported here before, teen pregnancies are down, way down in the U.S. The rate of teen pregnancies dropped 25% just in the five years leading up to 2011. And in case you had any question, it's not because teens have stopped having sex or that they're having less sex. A new study confirms it's the use of contraceptives that have done the most to cut the teen pregnancy rate. Specifically, there's been a sharp increase in the number of teenage girls taking birth control pills. Withdrawal, the use of condoms, and IUDs have not increased. It's mainly the pill. We've also learned that making teenagers care for robotic babies doesn't scare them straight. In fact, it has the opposite effect. Teens who had been assigned the fake babies actually had a pregnancy rate 36% higher than those who were not. The study shows that abstinence and fidelity pledges are virtually useless. Why are men more interested in sex in spring and summer than in fall and winter? A new study sheds light on that question. Researchers found that by using bright light therapy on men to simulate some time in the sun, increased testosterone in men by more than 50% and tripled their sexual satisfaction levels. It had already been established in previous studies that testosterone levels and the libidos they fuel start going up in May, peaking in October, and begin to drop come November. In men with already low testosterone, the effect can be profound, especially in men over 40. Light therapy has already been used to treat depression, sometimes called seasonal affective disorder or SAD. That may be the reason light also boosts testosterone. Quoting one doctor, improved mood results in improved sex drive. He says more research is needed. And finally, the next time you and your significant other check into a hotel, ask for the gold bloom. Seth Friedland, a speechwriter for Nike, was making reservations at the Huntley in Santa Monica, and they asked if there was anything they could do to make the couple stay more comfortable. I thought about it, said Friedland, and thought, what might delight the girlfriend? That's when he asked if the hotel could put a few framed photos of actor Jeff Goldblum in the room. Friedland didn't really expect his request to be fulfilled, much less with this much effort. Tastefully framed photos of Goldblum were tastefully dispatched around the room, one on the nightstand, on the desk, and on the bathroom vanity counter. Sensible or not, it's amazing what you can get if you just ask. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by... The Realm Network.